Hello, friends, and welcome to Everyday Truth with Kurt Skelly. We're here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day, and we're glad you joined us here for the conversation. We're exploring the book of 2 Peter and learning what it means to grow in grace. Now, let's join Kurt for today's episode. Hey, guys, welcome back. Thanks for joining. I want to have a, a moment of silence as we, as we begin our podcast today because I'm showing you my... Dallas Cowboys mug. See that? Yes, this is our year. I've been been saying it for too many years, but this is our year. So I'm an avid Dallas Cowboys fan, as I'm sure that you are as well. I mean, what other team could you possibly like? But if you're not, please know that that's just fun. And I do believe the Bible. Okay. so second Peter, chapter two, uh, we are in verse number 10. If you would um, not mind just joining us there, that would be helpful. So 2 Timothy, uh, 2 Timothy, it's been one of those days, folks. I'm just telling you. 2 Peter chapter 2 and verse number 10, the Bible says, well, look at verse 9, just so we'll get it in context from our last episode. The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptations and to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished. So God knows how to deal with both sides of the equation. He knows how to deal with those that have done right, but it it just appears like they've not been rewarded in due time for it. He knows how to deal with those that have done wrong. It appears as if they're getting away with it. Now, God's timetable always sorts things out, and time is always the friend of truth. Look at verse number 10. But chiefly, them that walk after the flesh in the lust of uncleanness and despise government. Presumptuous are they and self-willed. They're not afraid to speak evil of dignities. So now it talks about the surety of God's judgment and how God is able to deal with all of the things that, that seem to be pervasive, Peter talks about. Remember, he's writing to people that are the minority. He's writing at a time when it appears that the Roman government is just stamping out Christianity. He's writing at a time when there's widespread heresy that's infected even some churches. And when's this going to end? And is this going to end? And all of that. And the, and the Bible says, yes, and God's got this under control. And the Bible says, it, specifically, God will deal with those that walk after the flesh in the lust of uncleanness. So he's going back to motive. Remember, we talked about the false teachers and how that they were motivated by covetousness and they were using feigned words and they really didn't care about the truth. Uh, they were just trying to feed their own egos and feed their own pocketbooks. Well, that, that's what the Bible's talking about here, walking after the flesh. Uh, John was careful to point out in 1 John chapter 2 that we're not to love the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that's in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, it's not of the Father, it's of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof, he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. The lust of the flesh. They do what they do for themselves. They do what they do because it feels good. They do what they do because it's better for me. There's an old little... Uh, poetic statement that I think helps us to understand this. Only two choices on the shelf. 
pleasing God or pleasing self. It really comes down to that, doesn't it? That's why the first requisite of discipleship discipleship is, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Self-denial, self-abnegation. That's what God asks us to do. Got Jesus first and putting our own desires and our own, uh, putting them off to the side. It's saying, uh, denying ourselves and serving him. Uh, I'm, I'm being a little bit redundant, but you get the point. Look at verse number 10 again. Uh, Them that walk after the flesh and the lust of uncleanness and despise government. I don't want anyone telling me what to do. I don't want anyone policing my behavior. I have a right to. Where have you heard statements like that? It's this anarchist attitude that people that serve themselves have. No one can tell me what to do. It's my life. Uh, I'm not going to have somebody else uh, lording over my life. Uh, I've I've, I've got my dreams. You can't hold me back. This is who I am. That these are the statements of these kinds of people. They despise government. And then the Bible says, presumptuous are they. A presumption is to say, you know, I don't care what you think. I have, this is what I'm going to do. A presumptuous sin is a sin that says, I know this is wrong and I don't care. I know this is an affront to God and it doesn't alarm my conscience one bit. Presumptuous are they self-willed. They're not ruled by the will of God. Uh, They don't obey the injunction of James chapter 4 where it says, uh, if the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that. No, no, they're, they're not concerned about the Lord's will. They're concerned about their will. What do I want to do? If you get in my way, get out of my way because I'm going to do this and I don't care. I don't care if you think it's wrong. I don't care if God thinks it's wrong. This is what I want. This is what makes me feel good. Well, we see that in every facet of society. It's why it's important as we rear our children to teach them the value of saying no to oneself. It's the importance of showing them that the world does not revolve around them. Teaching them early on that their authority is a good thing in your life. And uh, the authority is from God, whether it be the authority in the home, whether it be the authority of government, whether it be the authority of our local churches. It's important to understand that God operates within the realm of authority. That's not to say that human authority is always right. That's not to say that there aren't abuses of authority even within those institutions. There certainly are. But the point is that when we are predisposed to disobey all authority, not to want any accountability, then there's a real problem there, isn't there? Look at verse number uh, 11. Whereas angels, which are greater in power and might. So angels are greater in power. They're greater in might than human beings. Now, human beings will be exalted above angels because of our redemption status created in the image of God. Jesus died for us. We share his spirit. But the Bible says here, angels which are greater in power and might bring not railing accusation against them before the Lord. Even angels understand the authority structure. They wouldn't dare uh, delve into uh, accusatory behavior for the for for the the purpose of making themselves look good or just saying I have my rights and no they they understand 
carefully understand authority. They've seen what happens when disobedience takes place. They've seen those that were cast down uh, to hell to be reserved in chains of judgment. We talked about this earlier on an earlier episode. They get it. Uh, that's why the Bible says in Ephesians chapter number five that the, the, that the church and the way that we function is uh, almost like an object lesson to the unseen world. That's an amazing passage. Uh, so angels here are used as an example of, uh, of authority. Look at verse, and obeying authority. Look at verse number uh, 12. But these, not the angels, but the false teachers and the self-willed ones and the ones walking in, according to their flesh and the lust of uncleanness, the ones that despise government, these ones that don't want any authority in their lives, these, do you see that? In verse number 12, but these as natural brute beasts made to be taken and destroyed. So they're, they're not even behaving like human beings. When, when we just want what we want, when we just live our lives hedonistically, like just what, where's the next meal coming from? What feels good for me? If I want to kill it, if I want to do it, if I want to feel it, I'm just going to do it. I deserve. Well, the Bible says that's the way animals behave. Animals don't have a conscience in that sense. Uh, they're not worried about being faithful to their spouse. They're not worried about being ethically right. They're not worried about waiting in line. They're not worried about any of that. They're, they're brute beasts. And the Bible says uh, they're, they're the ones that, that we go out and hunt and kill and take in and eat. And when you behave that way, the false teachers, uh, they're, they're no different qualitatively than a natural brute beast is the illustration that Peter is using. Look at verse number 12 again. So these as natural brute beasts made to be taken and destroyed speak evil of the things that they understand not and shall utterly perish in their own corruption. So these natural brute, referring back to the teachers, as natural brute beasts, they, they speak things what they don't understand. Oh, they might speak flowery messages. They might sound erudite in their knowledge. Uh, they might have a winsome personality and their message might be very eloquent, but they don't even understand what they're saying. They just use the Bible. They use the word of God. They use religion only as a pretext to get what they want. You know, Paul talked about this in 1 Timothy chapter 1. When he talked about the, these teachers that have swerved from the truth, they've turned aside unto vain jangling, understanding neither what they say nor whereof they affirm. <laughs> what a statement. And understanding neither what they say nor whereof they affirm. So these false teachers to whom Paul was uh, uh, that Paul referenced there in 1 Timothy chapter 1, he said they, they speak with such authority, but they don't even know what they're saying. And they don't even know what they're affirming. They're just saying it louder. They're saying it more dogmatically, but they don't even get it. They don't understand the purpose of the law. They don't understand uh, the nuances of the Old Testament teaching. They, none of that pointed them to Christ. They don't have true understanding. And Peter's making the same statement here. Just because it sounds good, just because people are smart, just because people look put together, doesn't mean that they're curators of the truth. 
And boy, if you want to know someone's real character, look at the way they feed their own flesh. Look at the way they, uh, they, they get mad when they don't get their way. The, these are better indications of where a person's heart really and truly is. Look at one last verse with me, if you would. Um, well, I'll tell you what, let, let's go ahead right now and stop at verse 12, just because I, I, it's going to be too much for me to jump into verse 13 right now. Uh, but good, good, uh, good truth to meditate on today, uh, to learn how to say no to me, to say yes to God, to reckon myself to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ, my Lord, to mortify uh, the, the, the deeds of the flesh, to reckon them to be dead, to be alive unto God, to seek those things which are above. What a great reminder to you and to me uh, on this day. Hope you'll join us again tomorrow. Looking forward to it. Thanks for listening today. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If you enjoy Everyday Truth, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.